You're listening to stories of discovery and adventure from Adventures in a Tuk-Tuk. Hello and welcome to some of the best bits from my first few shows. Starting a new podcast all about the wonderful Tuk-Tuk has been daunting and inspiring both at the same time. Along the way I've met some amazing people. The first two shows were all about the first Tuk-Tuk challenge which took place in Wales in August this year. We had just arrived in Abergavenny, stops outside the King's Head pub in the town centre. The tables outside were busy with locals having an early evening drink. <laughs> You're Welsh? Yeah. Oh, let me come and talk. Oh, let me come and talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come and talk. Yeah. I'm a Bali boy, I am. Uh, I'm uh, really Welsh. Uh, we well, can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you lived here all your life? Yeah, I am. I'm, yeah. I'm up the valley. I'm from the valleys. I am, like, but I lived down here for three years. Okay. And what do you do here? Just drink. drink. <laughs> you know what? I want that job. <laughs> As a valley boy, flew like, you know what I mean? Have you ever had ten tuk-tuks arrive in Abergavenny before? No. No. Do you think you'll ever will again? No. no. <laughs> you never know if you want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> like it, right? Is the beer good here? Yeah. 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 Okay. Really good. We need to get a drink, don't we? Oh, I need to get the bucket, the charity bucket. The charity bucket. The King's Head pub serves one of the best curries I've had in a long, long time. It's run by Abu, who's from Nepal, and it's definitely worth a visit if you're in the area. As we were all driving tuk-tuks, a breakdown or two was a distinct possibility, and this proved to be the case. Couldn't give a tuk's master cylinder started seizing up. We stopped at a farm deep in the Welsh countryside, and of course, this brought out the locals. Hello, farmer. I'm going. I'm going. I'm just going to Do farmers not wear shoes in this country? The times are hard up here, they are so hard. There's a recession, man. I thought you'd be gone, you see. Do you know what? Have my shoes. I've got another pair. I'm tough under my feet. <laughs> I got thick skin. Get some, get, get some shoes, please. You know, <laughs> times are hard. I, I, I ought to get some socks as well, mate. <laughs> what, what do you think when all these tuk-tuks suddenly just turned up? I was amazed. <laughs> and that's why I might have without any shoes on. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. The trip was a complete success. The 12 tuk-tuks that started all finished in convoy back in Shrewsbury, where it all began. There are two shows all about the first tuk-tuk challenge, so if you want to hear more, they're available to stream or download. Captain Beanie and the Baked Bean Museum for Excellence in Port Talbot was another highlight for me on my travels in South Wales. This true superhero has raised hundreds of thousands of pounds for charity and runs this museum from his own home. As you can probably guess from the title, it's dedicated to the baked bean. Well, it's been a labour of love, as you can imagine it, because since I laid that bath of baked beans in 1986 for yep. a world record 100 hours, of course. That's a long time in a bath of baked beans. It is, and something must have transpired myself in that to, uh, from that bath of baked beans to conceive the concept of living a life of a half-baked um, eccentric, of course. And um, bizarrely, as you well know, I changed my name by deed, Paul. Yeah. Uh, in May 1991, from that of Barry Howard Kirk to Captain Beanie, as we speak. So that's on your passport? That is on my passport at the time. Um, it's expired by now. Yeah. And um, But namely, everything is transpired from uh, my uh, utility bills, my credit cards, like I said, my passport, 
everything relevant to Captain Beanie. <laughs> a true superhero. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I think of it, because I was always interested in superheroes when I was young, you know, we, we were all so transfixed yep. of watching Batman and Robin. Yeah. And um, in a funny thing, psychologically, you think, oh, I wish I could be a superhero, but I haven't got the powers and everything. But when I created Captain Beanie, I thought, you know, he could be the world's only half-baked superhero from planet Venus. Yes. He's on a mission, James, to help human beings for the benefit of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're doing exceptionally well. Yes. One yes. of the things or the consequences of uh, living a lifestyle of a superhero, I mean, uh, it gives me great pleasure to entertain the children mm. respects of being a role model in the local schools. They allow me to go to the fates and functions. And I also incorporate um, not only my charity work, but also to save the planet, healthy eating, and uh, namely keep fit. It's, it's win-win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There, there are no downsides to this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, I never thought after uh, laying a bath of baked beans that um, I would be living a lifestyle now. And, um, well, it must be fate. full episode is called the Captain Beanie's Baked Bean Museum of Excellence and if you're in the area give him a call and pay him a visit. I promise you you won't be disappointed. Adventures in a Tuk Tuk podcast will be released fortnightly on a Monday at 6am. In future episodes we explore northern Thailand from a Tuk Tuk with the Tuk Tuk Club and there's an encounter with a supercar in Snowdonia. And Luton's godfather of four Tuk Tuks takes us round his growing collection. I also have my first sponsor for the show, the fabulous Tuk Tuk UK, which is fantastic. So thank you, Robert, for your support. This podcast is sponsored by the fabulous Tuk Tuk UK, the UK's largest importer of Tuk Tuks. If you want a Tuk Tuk or anything Tuk Tuk related, Tuk Tuk UK is the company to speak to. They love talking Tuk Tuks as much as I do. But back to the highlights, I spoke to Mary's story of the Rosie May Foundation about the pink tuk-tuks of Sri Lanka. First of all, what is Think Pink Sri Lanka? Basically, it's um, a programme to train women, single parent mums, to drive a tuk-tuk and um, then set up a business as a taxi. My idea for this programme came from a couple of things really. Um, the first being that um, in 2015, um, some research was done by the UNFPA in Sri Lanka, which, which um, found that over 90% of women that use public transport in Sri, in Sri Lanka have had experiences of sexual harassment at any one time. So obviously that was a key, yep. a key, a key factor. That's a shocking um, number. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so safety of women and, and girls in particular was a key key um, driver for the project. But also, we offer training programs. So part of our work is that we offer skills training to um, women that are living on or below the poverty line, who are mostly single parent mums. Yep. Um, and the idea of that is to obviously give them a hand up and to help them to become independent and to prevent them from having to make the heartbreaking decision of putting their children into an orphanage. 
those, the majority of those girls, over 80% of those girls are not actually orphans in the true sense. Um, over 80% of them have at least one living parent, which is a single parent mum. Okay. So then we looked into, well, why are they there? If they've got a mum, why are they there? And, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly um, economic reasons. Right. Um, so what we did, we've set up a, a programme called Project Hope, which is a community-based programme, program which identifies these women and tries to put these women before they get to that desperate situation of, of having no choice but to give their child to an orphanage. And because the issue as well is once they get into the system, it's very difficult for them to get them out, even okay. if they're in a position to get them out, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Because institutionalization obviously is an industry, it brings in an income. Yes. And it's, yeah. So this was one of the programs because what we found was that this gives the women a robust income. The tuk-tuk taxi driving was the one that kind of made them a robust income. So that was the other reason. I was traveling between, because we work in Nepal as well, and I was traveling between the two countries and stopped off in Dubai for a night. And I yeah. saw um, women driving taxis yeah. um, with pink roofs and pink headscarves. And I thought, you know what, if they can do it in Dubai, which is such a patriarchal country, then it is we can do yeah. it in Sri Lanka. So yeah, so that was how we started. And um, we've got a fleet of 10 tuk-tuks now. Okay, that's and good. And drive the other women and children. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of school runs, which is quite a lucrative avenue for them because okay. parents will pay them a retainer in the holidays so that they can yeah. keep them. Could you put more on? Is there is is, is there further demand for these uh, pink tuk-tuks? Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know, we could set up that programme if we had the, you know, the revenue to do so. We could set up that programme anywhere in Sri Lanka. The unique thing about this programme is that actually you can pick it up and, and put it almost anywhere. They were some of my edited highlights, which I hope give you some insight into the show. The podcast is about the iconic tuk-tuk, but it's the owners and drivers which give it a voice. Ultimately, it's a show of discovery and adventure. So please give the show a listen and subscribe to hear future episodes. For more details, please go to adventuresinatuktuk.com. Thank you and bye for now. When you're driving a Bajaj tuk-tuk, every mile will make you smile. Make it happen at tuktukuk.com. Tuk.